You're listening to the Paradox Church Podcast. Paradox Church is a Jesus-centered community where our motto is, Come as you are, no perfect people allowed. For more information about our service times, location, and to get connected with us, please visit our website at www.paradoxchurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, I promised that things couldn't possibly get more awkward today, but that was a lie, all right? Because what I'm about to do is limbo. <laughs> what I'm about to do is limbo. Now, um, I, to be honest with you, I have, I have some severe hesitations about doing this the direction that I'm about to do this in. So I'm going to take this, and uh, I'm just going to switch it so that Mike is the only one that suffers over there. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, just just show of hands. Uh, am, am I going to make this? No. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that faith. All right. Thank you. Sometimes great things depend on great faith. Uh, and if we want to see great things happen, we need a little bit more of faith. So normally, I think it would be awesome if I, if we could play like the limbo music. So just kind of play it in your head. You know, like how low can you go? All right, some of you got it, all right? But let's see. Um, I would appreciate somebody cheering me on here. Um, Thank you, thank you. All right, here we go. Oh, man. (laughs) No! All right, well, that was... Well, thank you. I don't know why I'm Peppa Pig, but I appreciate that. Um, So I was going to limbo here today. I, I honestly thought that I was going to make that. I didn't try. Uh, we did not do rehearsal today. But if you've ever limboed before, it's built upon a principle that we don't see very often anymore. And it's this one. It's the, the song starts out with it. You know what it is? How low can you go? How low can you go? Low is a word that is not celebrated in our culture. We don't like low. I mean, just think of all the times this word gets used in our culture. That was a low blow. What's so great about a high blow? Personally, I, maybe, maybe you'd rather be kicked in the shin than punched in the face, all right? But that was a low blow. I mean, that, that, that was really bad. Or something that someone says, something that someone does, and you just, wow, that was low Every single night at, at dinner, we go around and we, we sit around our table as a family and we say, all right, what are some of your highs and lows from the day? The lows, of course, are what? The bad things that happened. How did low become so lowly? How did low become so bad in our society? What's wrong with being low? We don't like that word, but see, Jesus actually tells us that low is where you want to go. Low is the place to be when it comes to Jesus and his kingdom. And we want to start out this paradox today that the greatest is actually the least when Jesus says this in Luke chapter 9, verse 48. It says this, whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you all is the one who is great. He who is least among you all is the one who is great. The highest, most respectable, greatest position that you can be, which we are called to, 
is actually the lowest of all. How low can you go? I want you to think for a second, just of the greatest people in your life, the greatest people throughout all of history, the people whose pictures appear on our Instagram and Facebook feeds as revered, known, loved, celebrated, great. Who are those people? What made them great? What did they do? Because how we think about greatness actually has a lot to do with how we will live our lives because every single one of us has a desire for greatness inside of us. You were created for greatness. But the way we go about trying to get that often leads us to less than great places. There's many people that we would think of on this list of great people. Sure, maybe, have, have they achieved something in their life? Yeah, maybe they have. But I, I would just submit to you that perhaps what they've achieved is not greatness. Maybe they have not achieved greatness. Maybe it's something else. Because sometimes what we see in our culture, sometimes what we would call great is not what Jesus would call great, and it's not what we would look at and say, you know what, that person was great in my life. Who are those great people? I would challenge you to say that the greatest people that I can think of in my life, the greats, the people that I know that have made a great difference to me are the people that have become the least. I want us to become great. You have greatness inside of you. The thing that makes paradox great are the people, are you. But how do we do that? How do we become great when everything that we've ever been sold, everything that we've ever seen, when we think of people becoming great in our society, it's often by stepping on others, by climbing their way to the top, by being cutthroat, by forgetting about the little guy, by rejecting the low and embracing the high. We want to be the boss. We want to get to the top, whatever the cost. What if we pursued lowliness with that kind of vigor? What if we were in a race as people following Jesus to the bottom? Because I would, t- I would submit to you that that's exactly what he did. The book of Philippians chapter 2 says that our attitude should actually be like that of Christ Jesus, who though was with God, he was God, took the form of a human, he stepped down. And not only that, But he stepped down and took the form of a baby. And not only that, he took the form of a poor baby. And not only that, a poor baby that was born in an animal barn. And not only that, no one came to visit him other than a few poor shepherds. Sure, there were some kings that would come later on. But for most of his life, he lived a life that was rejected by people. He had nothing to speak of. In fact, when people said, I want to follow you, he said, you know what, Uh, actually, uh, that kind of looks like homelessness, and if if you want to follow me, you should probably expect the same. You want to be great, Jesus says? Let me show you what that looks like. 
Jesus, one of the greatest men of all time, ended his life abandoned by his friends, rejected by people, spit on, beaten, hung on a cross with criminals, and left to die naked. And yet, this is the paradox of the whole thing. Christians everywhere, people for thousands of years, have looked to that cross, worn it around our necks, and said he's the greatest man to ever live. He's made the greatest impact on history that's ever been. Why? Because in God's kingdom, in Jesus' way, the greatest is the least. We become great by actually pursuing less, by becoming the least. I want to give you five principles this morning for greatness, for pursuing greatness in a kingdom of the least. Here's the first one. Great people... The great people give themselves away. That's the G. Today, I'm going to be spelling out great. They give themselves away. Have you ever thought about this? The greatest contribution that you have to make, it's, it's, it's not the money that you can give. It's not the things that you can buy. It's not the, even, even the stuff that you can get or give. It, the greatest contribution that you have in the world, in your life to make, is you. Exactly you. Simply you. Nothing more, nothing less than all of you. Great people give themselves away. Jesus says this in John chapter 15, verses 12 to 14, when he says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. You may have heard this before, that Jesus loved us so much. All of those steps that I just took of becoming least, those were driven by love. He emptied himself. He became less, not because that was comfortable, because he wanted greatness. He wanted greatness for us. So he became less. He became a servant. He humbled himself in love. For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, that whoever would believe that that, that humbling was for them, that, that, that lowering was for them, would actually be lifted up, would be exalted, be able to, uh, to ha have, take hold of the greatness that rightly belongs to Jesus, the greatness of a life with God forever, starting now. That's what's offered to us. And Jesus says, the way that I loved you, by becoming less, I want you to love one another that way. Love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You're my friends if you do what I command you. It says, greater love has no one than this, than they would lay down their life for their friends. Now, we, maybe we, we hear that and we think, of what is absolutely true. Jesus literally, physically laid down his life. But there's another sense that we could think about this. On a moment-to-moment, day-to-day basis, the most loving thing that you can do for anyone at any time, the greatest thing that you can do is give yourself, all of you, who you are. That's your great gift. That is all that you have to give. And when we don't give it, there's not greatness there. Just, 
Over the, over the course of the summer, we had the opportunity to hear from so many different people that stood up here in this spot and brought amazing messages that inspired me, that I learned so much from. But I, I, I got to be honest with you, right? Uh, if, you, if you have a craft, if you do something for a living, as I do up here, um, there's this little part of you, right, that kind of goes like, well, I would have done it this way. I would have done it a little, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but there was one day in particular, um, Cecilia was standing up here. Cecilia, she brought an awesome message. And I'm watching people just respond to what she's saying. And, and there's that part of you that, that creeps in and you're like, well, I, I've, I've said that before, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've, I've said that before. Uh, and and it was in this moment where, where God actually convicted me and he's like, you know, there's not one thing that you could have done differently, not one way that you could have made that better, Dave, because you can't be Cecilia better than she can. You don't have her experiences. You don't have her perspective. And there's so, so many of us sit back because we look at the great contributions that are being made and we think, man, I, could, I, I couldn't do that. So we don't do anything. And in the process, we rob the world of our greatest contribution. We don't become great because we think we're not. When you have greatness inside of you, I say this to my, to, to my son, Josh, on, on most nights, I'll tuck him in and I'll look in his eyes and I'll say, you have greatness inside of you, buddy. And I believe it. And you know what? That is what your daddy God says to each one of you when, you when he tucks you in at night. It doesn't matter what your day was. This is a come-as-you-are church. No perfect people allowed, which means that none of us, including me, are perfect. You know, clearly, I sit there and judge you all, you know, <laughs> and think about how I would do it better. But when your daddy God tucks you in at night, he looks in your eyes and whispers, you have greatness inside of you, and the greatest thing that you have to give is you. Ephesians 2.10 says so when it says, we are God's workmanship. Other translations say masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God pre prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You were created for greatness. You were created to, to make a contribution that only you can give. No one else can do it better than you. Sure, will God's purposes move forward in the world? Yes, they will. But there's things that God created you for that you'll be the best at. There's greatness inside of you, and great people give themselves away. Your past your experiences, your perspective, your unique talents, abilities, the way that you say things, the way that you do things. A lot of that is from God, and no one else can fulfill that role. The greats give themselves away. That's G. The greats are also are ready to serve. They're ready to serve. Jesus says so in Matthew chapter 20. And in Matthew 20, verses 25 to 27, he says, Jesus calls them, meaning his disciples, his friends, who, by the way, are arguing and posturing and having their mommies ask Jesus for better spots in heaven. This is the maturity and greatness of Jesus' closest followers who would launch the church. So if, again, well, let's go back, right? You think that you're not great? You think that you don't have greatness inside of you? These guys... Not the brightest and best, all right? They're literally like 
Jesus, who they've seen read minds, heal people, you know, like disappear, reappear. They're, they're like, hey, guys, get over here. You know, like, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be the best in heaven. Hey, mom, mom, come over here. Will you tell, ask Jesus if I can be the best? You know, like, this, this, this was the original college admissions scandal. It doesn't happen that way in heaven. Mommy's going to come over and get you, into, get you into a good spot in heaven. But verse 25, Jesus calls them over. Hey, guys, come on over. What are we talking about? You know, um, and he says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles, people outside of the Jewish, the Jewish faith, the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. But whoever would be great among you This is is the great paradox. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. The great ones are ready to serve. I want you to be great. You were created for greatness. And the way that greatness happens is by being ready to serve. In our basement, um, there's actually what, I've, what I've, I'm starting to think of as kind of a, the Kubiak family chop zone down there because it, it is an area of, of no law, it's just lawless and no authority down there. <laughs> and there's looting that happens on, on, a, on a regular basis. But there, all this stuff is going on downstairs in our basement. And I, the funny thing is, like, in a strange way, I think that's how my kids want it. You know, like that is the, the wor- the, their world where you go down there and it's like, if kids ruled the world, it would look like this all the time. You're like, yes, it would. Yes, it would. If kids ruled the world, you know, like this, stations like Nickelodeon were built on this when, we were, when, when, when I was little. It's like, what if kids ruled the world? We'd have kids' choice awards, and we'd eat popsicles and stuff all the time. There's like, there's, there's no authority. And when I was talking about this with my daughter, Jenna, specifically, she's like, yeah, well, if I ruled the world, I'd be the boss, and I could boss everybody around. That's what's inside of all. There's, there's a Jenna inside of each one of us. I know it's in me. We're why, why do we want to be the boss? Why do we want to be in power? Why do we want the authority so that we can be the ones that boss people around. So that we can be the ones that don't have to do the dirty work. So that we can know what it's like to not be the little guy. So maybe we could step on a few heads for, for a change. That's what we want to do. But Jesus says, oh, you know how everybody else does it. Step on people. They boss you around. They don't care who gets in their way. It's cutthroat. Listen, not not in my house, not in my kingdom, Jesus says, not so among you. The great ones among you will be those that are ready to serve. I remember we were, we were one time doing some work with, uh, with life builders. Larry and Marilyn are just, they're, they're servants. Sold their, they sold their house in Gross Point. They moved into this, this neighborhood in Detroit many, many decades ago at a time when it was one of the worst zip codes in the entire country. And they they let it all go. They gave themselves away. They said, we're here to serve. They didn't just show up and go like, we've got Jesus. Now everybody better start listening to us. And if you do, it will go well with you. No, no, no. They they rolled up their sleeves 
and they started getting dirty, and they served people. And that's exactly the way of the kingdom. That's what Jesus invites us into. I remember one day we went and we volunteered with them. And sometimes, like, when it comes to volunteering, when it comes to serving, right, we want to get a, a good Instagram shot so that we can be like, hashtag humility or something. You know, like, hashtag, look at what I did all day long. I'm such a servant. I just love making a difference. But there, there wasn't any of that. It wasn't, it wasn't sexy work or anything like that. We showed up, and we worked hard, and we, we cleaned out houses, and nobody saw us, and nobody thanked us, and I don't even know if it made a difference. I don't know, the grass might have grown back the next day. But as these kids, kids, left that day, Larry literally came running up to them, and he said, kids, kids, he's almost out of breath, and he's like, I want you to know, what you did today that was service. You met a need. Larry and Marilyn, like they're, they're, they're trying to juggle all of these different demands, and there are these practical, pressing needs. They're like, I don't, I don't even know how it's going to happen. And then what, a few kids walked up that day and said, we'll serve. And that, ultimately, was their greatest contribution. They didn't give much, trust me. In student ministry, sometimes... Yeah, these kids didn't give much at all in the way of effort, all right? But it's amazing how in God's kingdom, he just multiplies that. And when you become the least, when you come show up ready to serve, you're selfless, that's where the greatness actually happens. Service is the way to greatness. And I just want to take a moment, all right? I already said, you know, like, oh, man, it's so awkward being here today. It's not a great experience. And the reason, the thing that makes paradox great are the people that make up paradox. And so, whether, whether what you noticed and what you missed was the lack of signs, greeters, a warm welcome, a cup of coffee, somebody to show you where to park, save you the best spot if you're here for the first time, which by the way, thank you, I promise, it's usually different, all right? We'll have a great spot for you if you will only come back one more time. Maybe it's, a, it's the kids' program that you miss. Slides, something to look at, something on you version, a, a band, lights, right? I just want to take a moment and say, if you are actively serving on any one of those teams, would you please stand up right now? Even if you're watching online, just stand up. Let's take a moment to honor the greats. Thank you. Thank you so much for being ready to serve. Your contribution, the difference that you make, is not only what makes this place great, but the impact that you make is great. It's far-reaching. It's long-lasting. Jesus says, you may not get recognized for that. It might not get you ahead. You might have better things to do in this life, but you know what? I noticed that. And in the kingdom of God, in my world, Jesus says, you are great when you are ready to serve. Now, it can be easy to do that when things are easy. 
when things are simple. But what about years like 2020 when it gets hard? The great ones, E, endure hardship. They endure hardship. Great, the great people in your life have been through thick and thin. There's a reason where on wedding days we say, for better or worse. Great marriages, been through some stuff. Your greatest friends, they've stood by you. They've been there. The people that have made the greatest difference in your life probably made it because they were by your side in some of the hardest times of your life. Just yesterday, we were sitting together at, at the, the leadership weekend, which is an amazing time uh, of, of just spending some time as family, talking about what's to come, celebrating everything that's been. And, and one person, I didn't check with her to see if I could share her story, but she, she just shared one of the greatest things, I think she even used that word, about this church. What's made the, the greatest difference for me is how people have stood by me, even in the greatest struggle of my life sickness. That is what made this place great. That is what made the difference. And the great ones endure hardship together in trials. I keep going back to this, but it's my verse for the whole year. Hebrews 12 puts it this way. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we've just gone through in, in, in Hebrews a list of the greats, the great ones who had faith, who were ready to serve, who gave themselves away for something greater than themselves. And they endured hardship. And the author says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay us out every weight and sin which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. The cross wasn't pretty, guys. It, it, it didn't look all golden and shiny when Jesus hung from it. It was hard. It broke Jesus. It was messy. It was bloody. Jesus cried out. He felt alone and abandoned. In those times, if, if the death and resurrection is the greatest event in the history of the universe, and I would, I, I would beg you to see that it is. It is. It only happened because Jesus endured hardship. Some of the greatest things, the greatest moments some of our greatest opportunities for greatness come at the times of greatest need. Where there's a greater need, there's greater opportunity. When we get to step in and say, you know what, I want to be the least in that, that is when our, that is when our impact can be great. Man, as I think about this year, let's, let's call it an, a year of opportunity. That's, a way, that's one way to think about it. What a, we could say, what a great year, right? What a great year, a year of opportunity. Because if it's not one thing, it's another. And we're, we're all, like, it's amazing to me to, to see just how much so many of us are struggling. There, and, and there's reality. There's real hardship, economic hardship. 
emotional hardship. I want to tell you, like, we're, we're feeling the effects of that. In, I wish that I could say, you know, like, we, we had a ton of calls to make to get this stage empty. Right now, that just ain't true. We don't have to make that many calls. This is a hard season. We're, we're, we're looking ahead as parents to another hard year. At school. Yeah, we're, we got work. Some of us are stepping up in work more, more than ever. And things are more uncertain than ever. But th- we've noticed it. In those times of great, of, of great need are our greatest opportunities. If you want to make a great impact, there are times, places where you can step up and say, all right, I'm going to become less. I'm going to serve. And we do that by making ourselves available. Yes, are there pressing needs? Yes, are there hardships? But greatness only comes as we say, here I am. Yes, I am available. I love this. In Isaiah 6, verse 8, God himself is actually looking for someone to be great. He's looking for somebody whose heart will say yes to the purposes of God, to his mission in the world. And Isaiah has this vision where he hears the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then, Isaiah speaking, then I said, here here I am, send me. You know what God said? Go. All Isaiah had to do was go, here I am, send me. Because the great ones make themselves available. When, when there's a need, especially when there's hardship, the great ones make themselves available. But so many of us have so many excuses, and believe me, I'm not immune to this. We look at things through the lens of reality. We look at it and we go, I just don't have the margin for that. We, we have fear. We, things hold us back and we say, oh, well, I, I wish I could, but I can't. When what we really mean is, is an awesome friend's uh, friend's moment where Phoebe says, I wish I could, but I don't want to, right? I'm not available. If you've ever had someone say, I can't, sometimes you know that what they really mean is just, I'd rather do something else. Anybody ever replace the roof? I have. Uh, <laughs> anybody ever moved to another house, right? These, there are times and opportunities where you find out who your friends are because Suddenly, no one's available. You, you come across hardship, there's a real need. Man, it can be hard to come up by people that are ready to serve, people that are going, yeah, here I am. Send me. I'll go. I'm available. But I could tell you, whether it's, whether it's work, working with a John Bloxham in your bathroom or being up with a few guys on, on, on the roof, fixing my roof, or... Having somebody to help you move, paint. You remember those faces. You remember those faces for a lifetime. They're great people. They're great friends. And those are great moments. Because people said, yeah, I'm available. I'll say yes. I'll be here. Great people, this is key, actually do great things. We may have all the desire in the world. We may have all the intentions in the world. We may have the heart. But great people actually do 
great things. They say yes. Today, I, this is a, a somewhat shameless plug, all right? There's all different ways that you can be great. Today, we wanted to do this to give you an opportunity to be, to be great here at Paradox. We're looking for greatness. We know that God has called us to great things, but we need great people to make it happen. Today, in front of every single one of your chairs is one of these. It is called a Connect card. And we want to connect you to an opportunity to be great today. And I'm going to tell you that the need is there, all right? I know, I, I'm not saying that we don't all have good things going on, important things. Please don't hear me say that everything else that's going on in your life is an excuse. I am presenting an opportunity, though. I'm saying, hey, there's opportunities for greatness. And if you'll pick this up, if you will, like Isaiah, say, here I am. God, send me. We can accomplish great things together. You can be great here. And may, sometimes we just don't know. We don't know of the need. We don't see it. We didn't realize all the things that are going on or even all the ways that we could step in and help. And hopefully some of these things are, give you an idea. Cafe, right? It's great to be able to come in and have somebody who already made the coffee. Doesn't that mean a lot to you when you wake up and somebody made you coffee? Right? That's kind of what happens here on a Sunday morning. It's so nice when somebody thought of that for you. When somebody poured it for you, here you go. Can I serve you? Children's program. I know that we are reaching a point at, together where for many of us, that is the reason why you're watching online instead of here with us. Because we've we got to have that children's program. We love Holly. We love Journey. Our kids love it, and we, they want to be a part of it. I just have to speak honest with you. Um, if you love that, we need people to step up and say, here I am. You want to make a great impact in the next generation? You want kids to achieve their greatness? We need great people to say, here I am. I'm available. I'll do it. We, we need that. We need, especially in a, in a world where we have to think even more about ratios and groups. We need people that will say, yes, here I am. Guest services, greeters, music, parking, prayer team, production security. Now, I know some of you are, are especially watching online and you're saying, I, can't, I, I want to, I can't, I can't, I can't come, I can't, not right now, not yet. Listen, there are plenty of opportunities here, but there are plenty of opportunities there too. As I think through every single one of these things, greeters, you're probably watching online right now with other people. And wouldn't it be amazing if some people said, here I am, I will make sure those people feel welcomed, get connected or, interact, or interacted with. You could do that virtually, online. You can create content. We have some people that do that every single week. It's amazing. They're great. You can share. You can interact. You can make care calls to people. That's one of the greatest things that we have, we have heard. The greatest moments for people is when someone reaches out to them and, and, and says, how are you doing? You know what? There's a lot of people to call. And you don't have to leave your house to make a call. You can, you can be great in that area. You can lead. If, if you would say, oh, I heard about this small group thing, again, I just, I don't think I can lead. Lead a virtual group. There's other people that feel the same way. That can be a great opportunity for people to connect. There are ways to do it, and we would love to connect you to those ways, those opportunities to be great. Administration, journey, connecting people, following up. Even something as simple 
as sharing, commenting, liking on social media. To be honest with you, that, that, that's service. You can, you can make God's name great by, with the click of a button, by, by, by making one second of your time available. Think about that. Even, even, even in something that we, we don't talk about a whole lot, but you know what? When we stand up here and say, in a moment, we're going to take our offering, we're going to give, that is another way that we can be great. Every one of us has other things that we could do with the money that we give towards something, a cause greater than ourselves, to make God's name great here. But you know what? You say, I, no, I, I'm, I'm available I want to make this available. I'm ready to serve. God, you've given me everything, and I want to give back to you. That's what we're doing when we give here. And there is need. There's also an opportunity. And you make a great impact. Finally, though, when we do that, the great ones show that they can be trusted with more. That's the T. You can be trusted with more. First Peter puts it this way. In chapter 4, verses 8 to 11. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As each one of us has received a gift, something that God, as his workmanship, as his masterpiece, God has created each one of us to do. He says, use it, to serve one another. Use it to make others great. Use it to make God great. Don't use it to make yourself great. And in the process of doing that, Jesus says, there, you will be. That's the great paradox of the whole thing. As good stewards of God's varied grace. A steward is somebody that can be trusted with something that isn't their own. Our time not our own. Our gifts, talents, abilities, treasures, money, yeah, all of this stuff, it's actually not ours. You've been entrusted with every one of those things. My kids, my plan, no, none of that. None of that ultimately belongs to me. I've been entrusted with it. And if you want to be great, you start small. You be faithful with a little. And God goes, oh, I can trust you with more. I want to give you, sometimes the reason we don't have more is because we're not being faithful with a little. We're not doing anything with little. So today, I'm going to, I'm going to invite the band up. Love these people. we got Liz and Phil and Gwen that are going to come forward. And uh, I, I just want to invite you. Maybe you want to stand and, and sing with us today. If you're at home, just stand up. And go, God, we do. I, I want to be great. I know that you've created me for great things. But I want my life to be about making you great, not about making me great. And God is greatest when we are the least. God's greatest when we become the least. And what makes paradox great are the people. It's you. Be great today. I want to invite you to take that Connect card. There's a pen in front of there as well, all right? They, they have not been touched. 
or anything, so you don't have anything to worry about, take that. would love if you would fill this out. Take the pen with you, okay? No big deal. Our gift to you, all right? It's our great contribution, <laughs> okay? You take the pen with you, but don't take this card with you. On your way out the door, drop this at the hub. It's right downstairs. It's a big, beautiful wooden area. Just drop this off, all right? And we'll just say thank you. It'd be great today. If you're watching online, there's a link right now being posted where you can fill out this exact same card. Sorry, we cannot give you a pen, um, but we can give you an opportunity for greatness. would love if you would just go to God and say, God, I want to make you great. I want to make your name great. Thank you for becoming less for me. I want to become less for others. Thank you for listening to the Paradox Church Podcast. If you want more information about us or to just get connected, please visit our website at www.paradoxchurch.com. We would love to hear from you.